Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm going to be talking about the theme of enough is enough, uh, saying that prayer to the universe and setting that intention, um, because I really found that it came up a lot over the last week or so with my clients and with Uh, people I was talking to outside of session, just that feeling of enough is enough and being able to say that prayer, which uh, someone had told me about years ago. And there's no big, long prayer. It's just stating assuredly and emphatically to the universe, enough is enough. In other words, if you want me to do X, Y, Z, you have to help me get there. Like enough is enough. If you want to help me heal, you have to help me figure out how to do that. If you want me to accomplish something, you have to send me the people and the resources to help me because no one person can do it alone. And the list goes on and on. Whatever it is that you're seeking, whatever it is you're looking to achieve, overcome, transform, I find that a lot of people are feeling like <laughs> they're at their wits end. Uh, and I'm not making light of it. It's just, you know, when, when things just get to be a cluster, it's just, um, you know, it's this pervasive theme that's playing out, I find, uh, in the universe with the subpopulation I deal with personally and professionally. And so that's what I'm choosing to talk about this week. So before you get to the point, though, where you say enough is enough to the universe with conviction, um, and if you're already there, then you can shut this off, certainly this podcast off, and state it already to the universe because you're done. You're, you're already there. Unless you want to hang around for the questions this week uh, at the end of this the discussion because they're pretty good and they're kind of fascinating, actually. Um, but if you feel that you, you need something to be able to, you need to know a little bit more in order to say that prayer, um, that's what I want to talk about because I find there's a building up to the prayer that happens. So the first step that I want to focus on is you've got to get clear in the asking. Sometimes it's a feeling. It's frustrating. We're not getting what we want. We're not feeling happy. But are you clear on where you're off? There may be a few things. So, for example, if you want to lose weight, okay, recognizing that no one is handcuffing you to the foods that you're eating or making you eat or drink as much as you're drinking and eating. It's something that you're doing to contribute to the chaos. And you might be mindlessly doing this when you get stressed, but yet blaming it on something else. And this is the part what I mean about getting clear in the asking. When you get clear that you want to start a business, um, and that you, you know, you, you want to make something happen, you might find that you might be off in what you're asking to do. So th- this is what getting clear in the asking means, that you want to be crystal clear in what it is you're asking the universe to do. And when you get clear in the asking, you're also clear as to where you might be participating in 
causing your own stuckness, you know, if you will, causing your own chaos in the process. So back to the example, if you want to start your own business, you might find that you're looking to make, you know, do a business because you just want to make money. And I hope you set your goals high and want to make millions and millions of dollars. But if that's your why, if that's your only why, good luck with that. Because the service of whatever it is you want to contribute or offer in your business is what the universe is going to reward. It's the law of attraction back to you. It's the thing that goes along with making money. You know, making money really ought never to be the primary goal. Secondary goal, absolutely, because money is energy. It's not just about the green stuff and how much we have. It's an energy of what we believe we deserve. And when you ally with money in that way and get clear about why you're offering your business, your product, your service, your craft, whatever it is, then you're connecting and aligning with what you feel you deserve because it's your own unique offering. Do you understand what I mean by that? It's getting clear in what you have to offer so that you can get clear on your why, why you're offering it. And when you get clear, then you start to align with what it is you're doing in that right path so you can pick up speed and momentum and gain what it is you know you're seeking but again in the clarity in the revisiting of what it is that you want to achieve whether it's you know something you're looking to heal or transform or a business or or losing weight or giving up drinking or alcohol you know uh, drugs whatever whatever it is you will start to see where you might be causing some of the problem And that's what you want to do, is you want to shed light on where you might be bringing something in that's not helping you achieve your goal. So getting clear in the asking. Stop and say, what do I want? Why am I not getting it? What does it feel like is happening to me out there that's not fair or not justified and it's making me frustrated? And really be honest with yourself, because in the asking... It's going to offer you something where you might need to join forces and put out something a little bit stronger or a little bit more aligned in what you want so that you can bring that back to you. And that's where step two comes in, which is once you start to understand, for example, back to the losing weight. If you're losing weight, obviously you're eating foods that aren't serving you, whether they don't serve your blood type or your brain type, or you're eating late at night, or you're eating, you know, too many carbs, or you're, you know, having too much protein, or wh- whatever it is for you, you start to understand that you're the only one who's doing it. Nobody's making you do it. Nobody's making you eat more or, or drink more or go into the kitchen as many times as we do sometimes when we're stressed and emotional eating. No one's making you do it. It feels like that. It feels frustrating that we can't, quote unquote, lose weight or we can't stop the addiction. But nobody is making us bite our nails drink too much, eat too much. No one is making us do that. No one's making us gossip. No one's making us engage in self-destructive habits of any kind. We're doing it. So when you get clear in that, you start to see where, again, step two, you have to be willing to discard those habits that aren't serving you. And those habits are connected with your ego. And when you are willing to look at that, and let go of the payoff. There's always a payoff in what you're doing that's negative. Always. It's, it's short-term gratification oftentimes. 
but there's a payoff, I assure you. So when you're willing to let go of that payoff, which is only serving your ego, it's not serving your highest self, when you do that, that's where you start to grow and evolve and get clearer in getting some speed and momentum going to that intention so that you start to see some progress and some success in the asking. So let's let's drop it in real time when you're struggling with something and saying you've got to be willing to discard the habits. And I, I, I believe me, I get it. Um, as someone who definitely has an addictive personality, it's no easy thing to just stop, you know, stop what you're doing. So you have to be aware of it, whether it's five hours later or five minutes later, once you get good at it and flex the muscle and recognizing when you're entering into, you know, um, the darkness kind of territory with your ego and, and the gremlin land. Once you recognize that you're there, that's when you can stop and insert a choice point. That's when you can stop and say, hold on a second. I see how I'm contributing to my own chaos. I don't have to bite my nails when I'm stressed. I don't have to pick at my skin when someone's talking about me behind my back. I don't have to down five drinks a night when I feel like the whole world is uncertain. You don't have to do that. You can stop and say an affirmation. One I like is, I am safe. Really, really simple. Whatever you're doing, I am safe. Whatever you're doing that's negative, I am safe. There's an interference in that connection that stops the process and halts it in its tracks of what you're doing that doesn't serve you when you say, I am safe. Because remember, where thoughts go, energy follows. What you think is how you then feel, which is how you behave. So if you say, I'm safe, you're going to feel safe. And then you're going to behave in a manner that's safe. Maybe not the first time you say it. Maybe it takes 16 times in a row. But eventually, your body will start to get in a rhythm of, of feeling that you're safe. And that will allow you to start to make different choices, which is then going to line you up with what it is you want that you say you're not getting, which leads you to that prayer of enough is enough. So when you say that enough is enough prayer, it's about understanding what you're bringing to the goal that's messing things up and making sure that there's nothing left in the mix, that you're leaving no stone unturned. When you do good, true personal development work, you're willing to leave no stone unturned by looking at yourself and being honest with yourself about where you're off and where you are contributing to the negative so that you can get back on track, forgive yourself, let it go, move forward, and then, you know, start, start to see those results. And that's where step three comes in. It's you're already the energy that you seek. If there's a problem, there is a solution. And that answer lies within you because it's what's mirrored back to you in the landscape of your mind. If you're thinking negative, the whole world out there to you, the world according to you, is going to be negative. If you're thinking peaceful thoughts and powerful thoughts, you can look at anything before you, any chaotic scene or people, leaders, and situations, you can look at those things and see the peace behind it, the power behind it, the two sides to everything. You're going to stand in a different place. So again, where there's a problem, there's an opportunity. That solution always lies within you. In Deepak Chopra's Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, he writes, everything in the universe comes from the same place a field of silent, unmoving awareness from which anything is possible. There is no separation between this field of energy and ourself. This field is our own self. 
When we know this, we align with the power that manifests everything in the universe. Knowing who we really are gives us the ability to fulfill any dream we have. Because the same field that nature uses to create a forest, a galaxy, or a human body can also bring about the fulfillment of our desires. Therefore, success in life depends on knowing who we really are. Self-power draws things that we want to us. It magnetizes people, situations, and things to support our desires. So remember, you're already that energy. When you are frustrated and you are declaring to the universe, enough is enough, what you're really saying is that you will not continue moving forward in a vibration that no longer works for you and that you're strong enough in that personal power kind of way to recognize your darkness in addition to your light. That's what makes us whole. It's not just going around thinking we're all light all the time. It's about recognizing that we're already light and that sometimes we just choose to be in our shadow a little bit more. So when you can recognize that and decide that that vibration no longer works for you, whatever that is, addiction, hanging out with people who bring you down or bring out the worst in you, not speaking your truth, settling for less, not going for what you want, not sharing your goals and dreams for fear of being embarrassed or ridiculed, not moving your body the way you ought to in the name of better health, not feeling worthy, deserving, etc., etc. You're stating enough is enough in order to stop that energy and stand in something new, allowing the universe to bring to you what you want and what you deserve. When we come back after our sponsors, we'll get to the questions. This week's sponsor is Revive and Company. They are located at 208 Main Street in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Revive offers breakfast all day, revitalizing salads, pressed sandwiches on fresh five-grain bread, power bowls made to order, flatbread wraps, smoothie bowls, house-made juices. And these are just some of their delicious offerings. Dairy-free, gluten-free, and vegan options also available. I always get the veggie power bowl when I go. It's greens, warmed veggie confetti, hummus, rice, quinoa, balsamic dressing, and it's so good. I also get the super beet juice with apple, beet, cucumber, celery, lemon, and ginger, minus the cucumber and the celery because that's just the way I like it. And it is awesome. Try it yourself and see. For more information, visit reviveandco.com. That's R-E-V-I-V-E-N-Co.com. Northern Pines Landscaping Design. In addition to cutting and maintaining your lawn, Northern Pines Landscaping plants colorful seasonal garden beds, trees, and shrubs, installs sod, plants grass, designs walkways, fire pits, patios, and retaining walls. You name it, they can do it for your yard. And if you've seen my Instagram posts and the patio I sit on every single day when the weather is good, you can see the work of Northern Pines Landscaping right on those posts. To contact them, check out their website at www.northernpineslandscaping.com. That's www.northernpineslandscaping.com. Okay, first question. How does a person bargain with the universe. So real time, here's, I'm, I'm going to give you an example in my own life of how it looked for me one of the many times I've said the enough is enough prayer. Um, Land of Blue, my first novel, so many rejections. I eventually hired, and an, uh, rejections meaning for to obtain an agent and get a publisher. Um, I eventually hired an editor in LA who worked on a lot of um, TV and film out there and a lot of writing of her own. And she's actually one of the many people who encouraged me to self-publish. 
she gave me the reasons that they probably wouldn't pick it up as a publisher, being a new author, not having a huge platform, blah, 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 um, but that she felt people needed to read it and how it resonated in her own life. And that gave me a lot of encouragement um, when I really needed it most. So at that point, standing in that place after, you know, sending it out and, and just feeling like, what on earth, you know, you give me this book to write, you want me to put it out there in the world, I'm going to need some help with this, you know, what do you want me to do now, enough is enough kind of a thing. And that night, I had a dream and I saw the words, keep as is. And I knew right then that I had to go it alone. And that had to be a grassroots efforts. And every single time I see another book sold in the United States and the UK and Australia, India, I just say thank you. So enough is enough can lead to lots of things, but it's being willing to stand in the darkness and also in the light. Second question that came up this week in session with a few different people, um, and it's come up over the past decade so many times, is the topic of kids who see things. Yes, you heard me right. Kids who see things, like shadows and spirits and all kinds of stuff. I don't like the word ghosts, so I, I, I use spirits. Um, this has been one of the most fascinating aspects of my practice over the years. And this theme is really initially what planted the seed for me to write about the Land of Blue. Um, because of, I, I, in The Land of Blue, I write about the faces that kids see in the dark and the entities um, and energies that can surround us that are, that are dark energies. This is where it came from, from kids sharing these things, kids who are little, teenage kids, you know, kids like you and me, very, you know, just have it all together. Um, but being able to talk about the way they see things and... You know, I knew the things that I used to see as a kid, so I found it really fascinating that there was this, you know, language that needed to be developed to help kids to realize that what they were seeing and experiencing, <clears throat> what they see and experience, is a gift. And so what I want to talk about here in this, this question, taking a little bit extra time, is how, if you are a parent of a kid who has seen things in the dark or tells you about things they see, um, not only in their dreams, but actually see things, I want to talk about that for a couple minutes here because it is a gift. The first thing I'm going to say is deal with it. Do not stuff it under the mattress. You know, don't dismiss it. Go there. Talk to them. It's a language that you'll be able to talk with them about later as they flex and develop a muscle of being somebody who, who sees things in a multi-sensory kind of a way. Um, if they see stuff, they're not crazy. They're experiencing something on another level. That, that's been my experience anyway. I can only talk about my experience, the kids I've seen, the many kids I've seen over the years. And just knowing in my own life the things that I've experienced being somebody who, um, you know, is, is, is intuitive. So, you know, they're, they're experiencing something on another level. And you want to be able to help them become fluent in this language, even if you're not fluent in it yourself. And when I say fluent, I don't mean they, ha they don't have to walk around talking about, like, 
they see spirits all the time. We're not we're not looking for them to to have this dominate their life. We're looking for it to become a balance in their life so that they feel okay about it, so that their anxiety doesn't go through the roof, and that they that they start to learn how to manage it. So, if they're little, if, so so if you have a little a little one at home who sees things. One of the strategies, the best coping strategies, again, that I find, is to help them draw it. So encourage them. Get the crayons and, and paper out and say, you know, why don't you draw for me what you're seeing? And then as they start to get older and they can be a little more articulate about it, you could say, what do you think the message is that that dream or the reason that you saw that thing um, or you experienced that thing, you know, help them kind of sit with it and kind of interpret it in their own kind of feeling, which is a clairsentient, means feeling on another level kind of a way. So the reason you want to do this, because it's going to help your kids as they grow. There's so much I could say here about this question. I I need to keep it brief for the question section. Um, But since it came up this week and in a few different ways, I want to offer the strategy now because I can't help but feeling it's coming up for so many other people, um, you want to help your kids so that it isn't. It doesn't have to be weird. And again, they're not going to walk around all, and talk about how they see things all the time every minute, but you want them to be able to open up when they do. I cannot tell you how many kids, it was like a pressure cooker being released when you give them permission to say, oh, you, you see you know the faces, you see um, things in the dark, you see things in your dream. Let's talk about it. What do you think that that message is, is there to tell you? Life is about light and dark, and you know that, that brings up the whole gremlin topic and being able to just put it into a normal conversation where you give them a space to share it. When you're experiencing these things, it's very hard to develop a language around it, but you're going to know if your child is is sensing something, there's going to be something that they're going to tell you, and especially little ones, because they'll just say it off the cuff, Mommy, I see this person. Mommy, I see this thing, and you're not seeing anything at all. Um, and again, I'm laughing, but I'm not, I'm not minimizing it. I'm just saying it's so, it's incredible how many kids experience this. It's, it's incredible. Not all, but it's incredible how many who do. So if you open it up just a little bit, to have a conversation as best you can in a grounded, very um, welcoming kind of a way for them to share this with you. It can become a conversation where it doesn't have to be frightening like at all. It can be something where you just start to be like, oh, I'm sensing this or I'm feeling like the message was this or I feel like this person was coming to tell us that, you know, it's going to be a rough time this month or whatever it is. Trust trust your child's impression about it. Um, it can actually be a very easy conversation. So I, I hope I'm able to articulate this in a way today that helps in such a short space, but I find it to be so important. Please take it seriously and also please don't be afraid of it. Take the message, the awareness, move it forward in strength and in light in order to help your kids. This same message goes for adults. If you're a person who experiences things or sees things, grab your journal and write it down. Write all your feelings about it, what your fears are, what you think the possible message could be. Open up to it because I've found it's actually not there, that the primary purpose is not there to frighten you. It's meant to open you up to a whole new level of awareness. So I I hope that this is resonating for some of you, um, that this makes sense and it gives you some type of a tool um, 
at least in a manner of not being afraid, to be able to talk to your kids if your kids are experiencing, experiencing sensing things on a, on a different level. And the last question uh, came up in session about social anxiety and teens with really intrusive thoughts um, and really having a hard time integrating themselves socially with other kids um, and feeling just overcome by their gremlins, which is a particularly vulnerable time when you go to college. I wish to God someone had said these kinds of things to me, um, but I digress. But here's what's true. You cannot hold a negative and a positive thought at the same time. It's physiologically impossible. When you feel your gremlins at work, whether you're a student in college, like I talked to a few of them this week struggling with this, um, or you're in high school and you're just feeling so vulnerable in the world or whatever reason, you have these thoughts over and over again that are just intrusive and OCD, which is such a difficult energy sometimes to deal with. Simply say the mantra, I am safe. And remember, the first time you say it, your gremlins are going to say bullshit. Say it again. I am safe. I am safe. Say I am strong. Say it again. This is how you get your gremlins out of there. Counter your negative thoughts with positive ones. Lift your vibrations so that they move away and attach themselves to something or someone else, someone who doesn't know what you do. Move forward in the light because that is already who you are. The gremlin's purpose is to try to get you out of alignment. When you remember to remember that, it's like standing in a dark room and remembering that you are the one with the power to turn on the light. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.